Hello and welcome in to the SoRare Data Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Joined as always by Sean Newsham, PSU fans too on SoRare. The we were starting with um, we were going to start like a second ago, and then Sean's dog started barking, and then we were like maybe we should wait. And I'm like no 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 because everyone gives me a hard time for being late. So we started and there they are there they are. You were just commenting about how they were like calm down and. We may just have the dogs for certain times today. But anyway, thank you everyone for joining us uh, live in the chat. I see uh, Casper G was first. Wasn't even confident that they were first, but they are. So thank you for joining us. Got a bunch of other people here. Um, we're going to talk about, there will be a gallery re review today. Chani, I see your question. There will be one. It's the one that we were going to do last week, but we didn't get around to it because of my own technical difficulties. But uh, so we'll get to that. We're going to do that one at the end. Um, but we have a lot to talk about this week, and it's mostly going to be about limiteds, I think. Sean, freshly shaven, for those of you who are listening, you jumped into limiteds this week. I don't want to say, like, I don't want to uh, equate how you are doing limiteds to how people who may be starting off with a smaller budget got into limiteds. But can you explain to a few people why we're now seeing you in the limited contests? I got bullied by Laird. He, was, <laughs> he made fun of me and just too much. And as you guys can probably tell, I'm very susceptible to peer pressure and, and care about things like that. So I just was like, man, I have to go into it. But no, Professor Tecker's uh, nails it on the head. Uh, my sort of entry into the limiteds is like a, oh, D2 sucks and we're never going to fix it. So I'm going to play limiteds because... I don't have to keep buying super rares and uniques for D2. So it's really more so of a D2 is terrible. So I might as well spend some funds on limiteds and go in there. But yeah, I mean, I went really deep in the research pool and, and found some some big sleepers in the limited uh, department, like Joshua Kimmick. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He's he's pretty solid. Um, Jurian Timber. He was another guy that I found that maybe you're not familiar with, but uh I really went went deep into the, the research bank to to find some guys that would fill out my lineups there. Yeah, it's. I would say that the budget for those who are like, I don't feel like putting any more money into the super rare unique divisions, and so I will just play limiteds. The what I thought was kind of funny with you when you were doing it because we were kind of like chatting while you were buying them is. If you are moving from an upper tier to a lower, and particularly with limiteds, there's not much uh, negotiation for card prices. <laughs> you were just like, lowest on the market, buy, lowest on the market, buy. And I don't think that was necessarily like a, like you have all of this money and so you can just buy whatever you want, even though you did. But it was more just like the the market is so liquid that like usually the lowest on the market is kind of just the um the lowest uh that, that you want and we lost sean a little bit there there we go so like the just like yeah like the low a lot of times with certainly with popular players that the lowest price on the market is generally close to the last sale and kind of close to what you would negotiate anyway and with the price of limiteds you're kind of like am i really going to have to wait on an offer on an offer that i make to somebody that is $3 less than what the asking price is. I would say I probably lost 0.1 ETH. 
Well, all right. So how quickly did I fill out my entire limited team? Well, in, so you built, so you did exactly what you did to start. Like when you started so rare, you were like, this is what I want to enter. These are the cards I think I should get. Uh, and you kind of mapped out how much you thought it would cost. And then, yeah, you were like, hey, I'm going to buy some limiteds now. You should watch. And I was like, all right, thinking to myself, like, I don't have 12 hours to do it. And within like 12 minutes, you had like 100 limited cards yeah. and you were set. I think the whole thing took me like an hour. Well, all right. So I did buy cards for the underdog and the specialist. So like that took me a bit longer. Uh, but when I actually went through and like bought the main people for the main teams, it took me uh, probably an hour, hour and a half to get through. Actually, I had someone that messaged me that I had bought like two or three of their cards. And they're like, well, I have more cards. I'm like, oh, all right. Am I going to want them? He's like, yeah, I have like Timber. I'm like, perfect. I'm in this. That's like in 10 minutes from now but i told him i'm like all right so you're gonna give me like a slight deal so that i actually get the right price on these cards and i'm just gonna send it and you're gonna accept it he's like well let me see you offer i'm like no i'm just gonna send it and you're gonna accept it because it's gonna be fair and he, he's like he, the first three i did he's like okay yeah, i'll just accept these but it was there was one card you, you won't guess who it was but there was one card that was um the limited lows on the market was quite a bit higher than like what he had been selling for um, and that was it. And it was Joel Victor from uh, Corinthians. Wow, the dogs really like that one. Um, so you talk about how you were buying cards for Underdog. We went through a whole thing last night, you and I, uh, about Legends. And we'll talk about the Specialist and Underdog. I see a note here by uh, Josh Forth that Safanoff has COVID, which is great since I actually made a last-minute switch to put him into my Legends team. So it's nice to know that one is dead before the game week starts. I guess it's technically started, but the, so let's, yeah, we'll go to limiteds. Basically what it came down to is that you thought that the return uh, on limiteds was enough to make the, I don't want to call it an investment, but you think that you can win enough in limiteds to make, make it profitable. And obviously you didn't think that immediately since you didn't do it, but like, is it that you didn't think it was enough ROI or is that the super rare division is actually just bad enough that, that it's just not worth it? Well, I just think that, so at the beginning, the prices were absurd, which, which you know, when you're talking. but it's, I, I wouldn't say that it's not like, it's not like stable or anything anymore, but it's more so everything seems to be somewhat stable in terms of limiteds. They've, they've sold off a lot of the cards and the supplies of like this year's cards on people. And it's sort of, I viewed it as I, I would like to have a consistent stream of ETH coming into my gallery. And like, sure. if I win a rare, so like I won Enzo Fernandez like three weeks ago, well, I didn't want to sell it because I want to use that card because it's a good card. If I win a limited, I don't, I don't care because I can just go buy a limited that I want to use anyway. So if I win a uh, Kareem Benzema, I can just sell it because I, don't care. I can just go buy a Korean Benzema later if I want to buy a Korean Benzema. So it was sort of like, I think I can make 0 0.2, 0 0.3 ETH a week on limiteds, just because like I said, like I just get a, I, I literally bought the top end cards. So if I'm like running Yuri and Timber, Sutalo, uh, Alvarez, and like some other good midfielder, it's going to probably pay off with a T1 most weeks at least. Uh, with upside to hit more. So if I get like a, if I get a bunch of like 0 0.03, 0 0.04 cards, let's say I hit four of them a week. Well, that means I made like 0.16 ETH that can just purely go into the bank of preparing. So like I, I've realized that 
as I do things, I don't just bank ETH and it sort of becomes an issue to sort of generate and sometimes whereas like if i'm just steadily bringing in limited level eth and then i can sort of go and uh, buy cards that i need for the limited like i looked like last week i bought bob scoofs for 0.04 because i was i had a line of if i bought him so i just went and bought bob scoofs for 0.04 and i won a daily blend for 0.08 and i didn't even get a star like i just got like t1 and got daily blends so like yep I, I can buy cards. And I looked like Osmar was like 0.011. So if I if I need a filler for a week, like I'll just go buy an Osmar. He'll give me my 55, 60 points. Hopefully will help me get a reward. The reward will probably be worth 0.04 or something. And all of a sudden, like I made 0.03 profit plus the Osmar card. And then if I just want, I can just go resell the Osmar card if I don't want it. Yeah, no, I think the the underlying thing with all of, with limiteds is that the market is so liquid. Like there's so many cards that... It doesn't. It almost doesn't make sense to hold on to any, in because like, you might have, like the ETH is almost more valuable than the whatever card you have, and you'll know that if you need to buy a card, it, there will probably be a, a few on the market. Like, from obviously when we started, there were no limiteds, and so there were times where like you wanted to go. It's basically like super rares. If you want one, and then you go and you look, and there's just none on the market, and we don't see that a lot with rares, but like with the limiteds, it, it almost is like startling when you go and you're like, oh, there are like 20 available on the market and there's three auctions today. And like, it just makes me think that there's really no reason to hold any that I'm not using because if I need one later on, like there will be cards available and there will be multiple people trying to sell that theoretically, you know, if they start undercutting each other, then that's fine. But yeah. The market's really liquid. Yeah. And so Chris talked about uh, running the top limiteds and specialist over other divisions. Totally. Um, that's part of why I want to get into limits. Cause I think that like realistically specialist, you want to play a U40 goalie every single week. Um, and then you want to play a U40 of someone else, but then like your top end player, you want to generally be your top end player. So like in the specialist this week, I ran Carlos Gill in the specialist and in the legends, I ran Tadich. I, I don't really, th the legends are pretty terrible right now. Um, I, they're pretty bad. I don't really understand the prize pools. Prize yeah. pools, yeah. I think the prize pools are going to have to change because otherwise, just the limiteds are just terrible, or the legends. I'm sorry, the legends are just terrible in what they are. But yeah, so like I think the way that you'd look at like how to run your limiteds, at least the way I looked at it, was specialist greater than like the legend tournament. And the reason I, the only reason I sort of like prioritize the legend tournament is I have what I'm pretty sure Laird will tell you is on paper would be the best team. Um, it makes the most logical sense and it's probably the best team um yes yeah, small is, is a good option like you can just go buy like you probably just bought small for like 0.01 and it just plugs in for for limiteds but yeah so i ran um i ran gill in specials limited i ran tadich in the legends because i was playing croy captain so it makes the most sense to play um tadich here and then i played um like Bergwies and blend in the limited league so that i have a pretty strong team because Bergwies was a 59 average and not Ooh. A, yeah he was at, he was just under the 60 threshold so i was able to throw him in there um actually what's funny is i would have had a full iax stack in the specialist if you could have uh multiple players except for the goalie so i was i would have ran embogo uh blend Clapton. Can you not in legends? 
What? I'm sorry, in the, in the limited. I would have run oh. in the limited. In the specialist. Specialist, All the names yeah. are so confusing. I know. It just takes some getting used to. Yeah, it does. So I was going to run Mbogo, Blind, Klassen, because Klassen's under 40. Under 40, yeah. Um, Bergwies and Tadich is what I would have ran if I could have ran. So, like, I think the specialist is set up really well because it really takes a lot of thought into the lineup, I think. So, I, I kudos to Sober on the on the specialist. I think the specialist is really, really well done. The underdog kind of sucks to me because you're just basically slapping some garbage down and whoever's garbage is less stinky that week is going to win, um, which is fine. Like, I mean, I'm glad they're giving... I'm glad they're giving that utility to like you 40 players. So I, I'm not complaining about that. I just think the specialist is a lot more interesting because it's a lot more strategical because you do play some top end guys and you uh, play some like some dumpy guys. Like you have to still play a couple U 40s yeah. there. So like, I like it better. I just think it's a better mix. Yeah. I, I'm not going to call him Berghaus. I'm got to go with the American version. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think I, I said this a little bit on. I think it was Tuesday with uh, with Andy and Jimmer. I I think they like nailed it with these two contests. Like, I actually think underdog. I think specialist is better because uh, you know obviously the rewards are better because you can turn limiteds into rares. And the, I was referring just to the limiteds. We haven't really seen like super rare specialist seems like I don't want to call it like a lottery ticket, but with only three prizes and obviously they're not going to be that many entrants, but it just felt like the prizes weren't high enough there. And like, I couldn't even play it anyway. I like, I don't have a super rare goalie, so I wasn't going to play it regardless, but. And Bogo came in well in everything this week, Laird. I just had him Bogo all over the place. I could run him everywhere. Right. Um, yeah. And Bogo is probably my most important goalie of the week. What's that? Said Invogo is probably my most important. Yeah, right. For for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so actually, I will say so. Some people were really prioritizing the specialist super rare. If you had a goalie, would you have prioritized it? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I did too. I didn't really prioritize. It. Like I, I have a lineup that makes sense, maybe kind of. Um, but I didn't prioritize it because I just the the or the uniques they gave out were just not very good. That I was I, just like. I don't I think care was, as, as much. I mean, I would still love to win it, but I wasn't going – like, I was not going to play Carlos Gill in that, right? Right. Yeah, like, so I was just – like, my my life was, like, Mbogo, Superer, Guillemone, who's been really good for uh, Villarreal or Valencia, um, and then Pedro Poro, who, if he plays – which is sometimes questionable. He's in and out of the lineup way yeah. too frequently. But he has upside to put up big games. Um, Luca Oyen, if he plays, he should smash Sarang. And then Johan Boley for whatever team he plays for in the Asian Championship. <laughs> I don't know what team he plays for. I think it's like Al Rayon or something. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just, he just popped playing. up in my builder. I'm like, ah, might as well. He's um, in, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Josh mentioned it. 321 entries in the Super Rare Specialist for three rewards. That alone sounds not great. Um, but the fact that two of them are tier two uniques, two of the three, like I, and seeing like what the tier one uniques were from the first limited scouting seat or whatever they called it. Um, I don't know. I, it just wasn't enough of a draw for me to, to try. Um, I, I, your, your range is probably one to two ETH on the card. Maybe, maybe a little lower. So like, right. let's say that your overall like equity is like, there's three and a half ETH worth of cards in the division and you have a one percent chance of winning it's just not worth the 
the sort of uh, resources allocation that I think that it would make sense realistically to be. Right, uh, like Black talks about, it, and I, I do agree with this. Like he said that the number of real lineups will be quite small in the special super. I do think that. Like I, there's not very many lineups that I think will be legitimate because I don't think people are playing their best cards there. So I think a lot of people are just well, they literally can. Together. Yeah, well, they can. Well, but like, they can play right. like their card. Like I have a Carlos Gill. Like I could have ran if I wanted to. Let me see. I could have played. I could have played Carlos Gill. I could have played whatever goalie. So whatever goalie. Well, I would have played Mvogo. So Mvogo would have been the goalie I played regardless because you for it. So I could have played Mvogo, Carlos Gill. I probably would have played Guillemot because he looked like my best U40. And then I would have been able to play like two reasonable uh, mids or a mid and a extra. So like I could have played, um, I don't know, Steph Peters has a pretty good matchup this week. If he plays, I could have played him. I could have played Renato Augusto. I could have played De La Cruz. Like, I, I could have played better cards there if I really wanted to. Um, and it just didn't make sense to me, really. It's not – I don't really think it was a GPP football economist because – and for those that aren't familiar with DFS, that's like a, a big tournament where you can win big prizes. The reason I don't really view it as a GPP is your, your prize pool is just capped. Like, you're just not going to win a good card, most likely. Because let's be honest, there are good T1 uniques. Sure. There are. They're not giving them away in this. <laughs> it is not going to happen. So, like, the T2s and T1s, like, you are probably looking at, you maybe, if you are lucky, going to get a card that is serviceable. Um, which, if you get a serviceable card, you're probably going to get one to two ETH from it. Maybe. It depends where it is. So, like, I don't really view it as a GPP because your upside is severely capped. And, like, I can get that type of card realistically in every region. Maybe it was a mistake, though. Like, maybe I should have prioritized it more over, like, instead of America and Asia, super rare division, where there's not even a tier zero, and their tier twos and tier ones are not great. Uh, maybe I should have used the super rares that I used in Asia and America. So, like, let's see what I used in America. So, in America, super rares, my, I, I had I had a couple good ones. Like, I played Aranya, I played De La Cruz, and Jack Price in my America super rare division. So, like, maybe I should have used them here and then in asia i used morishima who has a really really good matchup yuma suzuki and lars veldwick so like maybe i should have peeled out the two like non over 60 under 40 players and right. and use this group instead uh because because like i do have some good players in there like morishima is really strong um this week i think he's a really good play aranya is really strong so like maybe i just, what i should have done is played aranya and uh morishima there instead of where I played them. Yeah. I think the the great thing is that it just, it's making us make more choices. I feel like that's one of the things that Jimmer said on Tuesday and has said a bunch that like just making more decisions is, makes the game more interesting. And I just didn't think that the this one, at least the super rare specialist was good enough to like make you make the, like the decision was like, all right, I'm not going to play that. It wasn't like, oh, do I want to kill these other lineups so that I can play that? But we did have that with a few others. Like, I think I think there are people who run their best lineups in like All-Star Limited. And now it's like, do I run those lineups now or run three of those players now in in specialist? Because the theoretically the card upside is higher there because you can win rares. Um, although some star 
limiteds are better than tier one rares. Is it tier one rare at the top? Or is um, it a star? No, I think it was stars. There were stars. Um, specialist. Oh, it is star. Yeah, three yeah, stars. There, there was a few stars at the top of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it just seems worth it. The 96, almost 9,700 entries in specialist limited this week. Um, so, yeah, like that. we, I mean, you and I were talking about it yesterday to each other, just like, it seems like specialist is actually where you should be playing your best stuff. And I wonder if we get specialist rare, because we only had underdog this week, whether people will take their best cards and put them there. I, I can't imagine that they put super rares as prizes there, even though like the, you know, like the top specialist limited gets you rares, but I feel like that would change everything. If you could yeah. win super rares. So Springfong talked about, too, for the specialist super rare division, that three rewards is a joke. It is, but it isn't. There aren't very many people that are going to enter the division, and they're giving unique. So, like, in theory, their prizes are really good. They're just not really good because they're not good uniques. Um, And and so I wouldn't say it's a joke, though. I think there's definitely worse. Like, the Legends, for example, the the Legends are way worse than... uh, any of the specialist stuff like the legends rewards were pretty terrible um because they're only giving out legends so if you're only going to give out legends with legends there's no point to have legends realistically so i think they will change it and effectively give out limiteds or rares to some extent there because they can't just give out limiteds i think if they just give out limiteds that's just no or i'm sorry if they just give out legends Legends. it's going to be a dumpster fire so techers confirmed that next weekend game week 262 is specialist rare that pays out super rares so yeah which again though like you're gonna get are they gonna if you're not giving out t1 super rares who cares realistically like i'm sorry actually i did you know what that's not true because i want to calabria tier three last week and i sold it for 0.4 ETH. yeah so there is some that are out there that are solid yeah yeah 20 super rares 55 rares next week um yeah that's but only one tier one, one. Yeah, Dragos talked his. There were not many goalies eligible for the underdog. Dragos talked about how he uh, his worst goalie is forty one. I have a lot of cards, and I think I only had two goalies that were eligible for the the rare. Um, I only had one. Yeah, the, the only reason I had two is because Invogo started, and he had a twenty on his registry. Um, otherwise, I would have only had um, our boy DeKaiser. No, I don't have his rare. I have Howen's rare. Those are the only ones that I had, though. Like there were, I think I didn't you and I look, and it was like fourteen people were eligible. I think that was right. Fourteen goalies. Yeah, so like there really is not many goalies that were eligible for it. That's going to be like that's going to be the case throughout. Um, so Tecker said next weekend there's five tier twos and fourteen tier threes super rares. Who cares? Like I mean, I obviously I'd rather win one than not win one, but like I'm not going to prioritize a lineup where my ceiling is a tier two super rare. Right. Like I'm just not going to do that at all. Well, no, the upside is tier one. The oh. first place. The How first many, place oh. is tier. One. Oh, one tier. Well, yeah, but like it's just not a just good win price. it, John. It's just not a good prize. It's it goes back to the whole prize pool issues in the discussions. Like I would much rather get a a tier zero limited. Like I'd, rather, I'd rather get probably a tier zero limited than a st- a tier three super rare. Yeah, like Every like time. no doubt, no doubt, and, and maybe even a tier two super rare. Like what's the bottom end of the stars? What's the bottom end of the star range? So the bottom end of the star range. Let's look at the prize pool here for the limiteds. Uh, so we're looking oh, for at limiteds. It's it's de- like 
the the bottom of t- of the star tier for limiteds is low. It's like Armani. So like Armani's worth like 0.07. So like yeah, you're you're talking the bottom of the stars is limited, and you know this would be a bottom. So like let's say you get something that's probably the card that you get a tier zero limited would probably be like equity worth like 0.1, 0.15. Um, but yeah, over a tier three for sure. I think over a tier two, I'd rather have a tier two super rare. Um, you're just it's just lottery at that point. Yeah, like, like, got, like, your lottery with the upside of the tier two super rare is probably better than your lottery yeah. with the upside of the tier zero or of the tier zero limited. Yeah, for the sure. Tier, tier three super, I'd much rather have a tier zero limited, despite just getting a 0.4 ETH valued super rare out of a tier three recently. Um, but again, like I also when I won that, I won. I was like the first tier three super rare of fifteen that were given away. So I was like pushed to the top of the the, yeah. the the range. So generally speaking, when you're pushed to the top of the range, you get a better card. I got a trade offer the other day. I forget what the card they wanted from me, but it was a star limited card, and they were they wanted to send me three super rares for one limited. Yeah, so there's, that's not surprising. There's your, there's your two tier three super rares right there. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that's valid. Speaking yeah. of the legends, so for those of you guys that aren't aware, I guess I still have one. So this this will be the, the PSU pump of the week, but I do have one that is for sale. So I, I don't like doing that. So like, I don't. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I don't like talk about this. You know, I don't, but like it's a limited, so I don't really care. It's not worth that much. Um, the people that plan to play Legends Division, if you don't have a root hole, it, I think it's a major um, uh, sort of weak spot because. To me, I think he's the clear. He's by. There's no mids. The only mid is Platini, and he sort of sucks because um, Hube mids are not that good. So like Hullet mid is like you're getting Goza, Veerman, Sangare, Mauro Jr., and um, Eric Gutierrez every week. And the which they average like we looked at it yesterday. I told Laird uh, the averages. It was like 66, 63, 59, 56, 49. So like. I think Hullet's way better than all the other legends. Oh, is that my lap? Yeah, that's my lap. That's yours, yeah. Um, but so, like, I think Cruyff is the best legend just because that one's a no-brainer. Did they not give Beckenbauer credit? So Beckenbauer, they screwed up. And that's we just say it's not there yet. I think or the German thing is the Or it's, like, in your API wrong or something. But like, we called. We thought they would get Beckenbauer wrong because of the national team stuff. Um, I assume Platini's wrong, too. Uh, I would assume Platini's wrong, yeah. But so, like, Hullet is way better than the, the other mid. And the the nice thing with it, if you have Hullet in and you have a Hullet, Defender, Cruyff, or whatever forward you have, um, you can play whoever in the extra spot that makes sense for you. So, like, I think having Hullet sort of a no-brainer. And Hullet, I think nobody knew he was getting auctioned because when they announced it, he had no auctions. He had no auctions at, like, right. noon Eastern when they announced it. And then, like, I randomly checked at, like, I don't know, what time did we talk about? 8 or 9 p.m.? Yeah, about 9 At 8 or 9 p.m., he just had, like, 123 auctions within a 12-hour span, and that was it. And now there's no more on auction. But if you're playing Legends, I think you should really have a hold. I think, realistically, the best Legend cards are Beckenbauer is the best defender, but there are some other defenders that make sense. Um, you bought Cannavaro, so you get, like, you do get Quadrado. Laird was was trying to find out if you did. And he was I, if you did. That, I mean, that changed it, though. It did, like, it did, because Quadrado is the best defender by far for them. Plus, you don't have the downside of his bad games. Exactly. So it's great. Um, and then, like, Zanetti is a solid option. Really, the only legends that are clearly worse than every other card is the AC Milan legends. They just... Totally worthless. They Yeah, they're worthless. Totally zeros. But, like, I think the best three forwards are Cruyff, 
Di Stefano and Ronaldo, and it just sort of depends on matchups. And then I think Hulot by far is the best mid. It's not even close. Like Hulot's so far away the best mid. And then defenders, it's Beckenbauer's the best, but then like Zanetti and um and Cannavaro are also pretty solid as well. But I just I don't think they can stay like this forever with the rewards from the legends. Like they gave away three jerseys for rares and super rares. Like these people are paying like I, I saw it, like the whole rares were going for 0.3 ETH yesterday. Yeah, like you can't have three signed jerseys. Yeah, for people paying that much for those type of cards, like I, I just can't see that lasting. Similarly, like the, the if you're just giving out limited legends, no one's gonna care and no one's gonna buy them anymore because there's just no fun in that because there's there's no point in the cards. So I think they're they're going to fix it and adjust it as we go. Um, but I think that you need to probably buy a hold if you don't have a hold and you plan on playing the legend stuff. I, th- I mean. I- I guess the the counter to that is you can play Beckenbauer, Cruyff, and Ronaldo, and then like Gill or Kimmich. Like you don't necessarily need to have a midfield legend, but if you're going to have one, it's Gullit. Yeah, by far. He's he's holds the by far best legend mid. Like I, as of right now, like I mean, there could be more that come out eventually that are on steroid teams. Like. Obviously, if you get a Bayern midfielder, that's the card you want. Um, but PSV is pretty high up the list of where you'd want a card. Uh, yeah. from a midfield field. Like forwards, you have the best forward. There's no team that has better forwards than Ajax. So you have that covered. Um, midfielder, realistically speaking, there's a few teams you can probably get a better midfielder for, but not many. Um, and then defenders, there's... The only team that I can think of that's definitively better than Bayern is Ajax. Um, so you're kind of limited mm-hmm. in what you're doing. And then goalie, I just don't think matters. I, the goalie is never going to be the one you play the goalie because it's literally just that team's goalie. So, like, for example, like, Casillas is just Courtois. So, like, you could just play Courtois and then play other right. right. You don't need are, the... Do you have a list yet of the amount of people in the limited division that have three legends in the lineup? I don't yet, no. Yeah, so are you gonna are you able to get that later today? I th- I'm gonna try to get it. Okay, so like yeah, like we talked about it beforehand. People are not gonna play three limited. If you are not playing three limited, you just lose. Like realistically speaking, you lose because like I have four. I literally have Hilaire, Tadic, Bergwies, all of them. Yeah, you're not gonna match up with that. Even if you play like. You one, you can't play someone on Ajax. Like you cannot play Tadic. But like, let's say you play Messi. Messi is not keeping up with them over the long run. Yes, it might work for like one given week, but over the long run, that's not going to work. Same thing like midfielders. Like we talked about. I'm getting five midfielders by playing Hullet in most in the most likely line PSV plays. I'm getting five midfielders. You are it's, not keeping up with that with Kimmich or Gill. Like you're just not. Um, so it's definitely a situation. So same thing, like Bayern defense. I have all four Bayern defenders. I'm gonna one of them's probably gonna have a good game, and there's also no rotational risk because you're getting the people that are playing. Right, so like, like you're so moving that part of it. I think that part is really underestimated. That we were talking yesterday about whether Gill or Kimmich was the better option, and you were like, "Well, Kimmich could be rotated." And so Gil is the better option. And like you have always like said stuff like that. And I think people really underestimate it. 
because we're just like, oh, like the most important stat on so rare is minutes. Like yeah. if you play, you can accumulate fantasy points. And if you don't play, you can't. And people are like, oh, you know, I got this guy. I'm pretty sure he'll play. And it's like, are you pretty sure he's going to play or he's going to play? And obviously n- none of these are 100%. But like if there's a question, if two pe- two players are similar in terms of scores and there's a question if one of them is going to play, then just play the one that you know is going to play. Exactly. And whether, you know, that doesn't mean that you that the decision turns out correctly like it's possible that the other guy does play and you you know he he outscores but like the the smart play is to play the one who is going to play and so when you play three legends you know you have three scores like it's guaranteed that you will have three scores instead of the possibility that you have a dnp from one of those spots and so yeah. and realistically every player's an option to dnp like even the best players like kemet sure Kemet is very likely to rotate this weekend. I would say there is a 50% chance Kimmich rotates. Like I didn't even play Kimmich in any of my limited lineups that I bought. Cause I think there's a really high chance he rotates. So like you're removing that risk entirely. By the way, Nanzo, you should definitely get a, the whole it. Uh, feel free to buy mine, lowest on the market. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not a pump. By the way, I will never pump a card. I've told you guys before, I will never pump a card that like I'm actively trying to sell. I think that's a, a, I just think that's shitty to do. So I will never do that. The only reason I'm saying this is because I do think that you should have a hole in it. And it's a limited. <laughs> um, like this, like if I had like a five, uh, like a, a one ETH card, I'm not going to say go like Jesus Frere. Like I would not have pumped him when I, if I was trying to sell the card, that I just think is bad form and I wouldn't do that. Um, so you guys never have to worry when I like give a pump and buy a card like that like you never have to worry um that i'm doing it for that reason sir i'm you you didn't buy mine though so you made a mistake in the market you, you got to buy my <laughs> that's, that's the person that that has to do it it is lowest on the market too i checked yeah um the only reason i did it is because uh laird laird and i kind of were just bloating the the whole it price because we didn't understand his price so he was going for like 0.06 yesterday or like 0.05 0.06 but he's clearly better than every other option. We thought he should have been going for like 0.0 or 0.1. And so there was like 30 to 40 straight auctions last night where Laird and I were the highest bidder um, at like 0.055-ish. And uh, I only ended up with two. I ended up with a second one. But uh, trying to see if I can pull. Oh, wait, no. Basically, yeah. I guess it's because it's the same date. But like there were so many going and yeah you and i were like obviously the the cards came out yesterday and there's always some sort of like price discovery that goes on and the weird thing about um this one is we're like he's very clearly the best midfielder legend and so then you have to go into like do i really need a midfielder legend and it was we're now like whether you need it or not you're getting the best midfielder for a team that has elite midfielders. And so every game you're getting the best one. So we're like, we were thinking he should be priced like the other top options, like Ronaldo and, yeah. and he should Cruyff. Be priced like Cruyff. In my opinion, he's the best one behind Cruyff. Um, so it's, so Ronaldo is cost currently 0.082 and Cruyff costs like what? 0. 0.9, 0.09. 0.09 yeah. He should be somewhere in between that. So like Cruyff costs 0.0911. So like I think Holt should cost 
08 yeah five ish also yeah. i bought if i bought your marches and that was a disaster time for me <laughs> i have i had i have an m vogo to sell you if you want for one and a half eat Nanzo saying you got that was such a good week for me i paid so much attention and bought two cards i thought were just steals and just got obliterated for it <laughs> <laughs> literally dude just air leads the goal and gets benched immediately after immediately. I him. when he literally had stuff set for the rest of the season um yeah someone paid techers brain so the first one on the market that's the first one. 0.385 yeah. yeah that's the first one though which is like absurd yeah i yeah i don't know what what the deal is with those. I mean, I think Zora was the one who like got the one of a hundred Ronaldo and nine of a hundred for the Jersey mint. But like, I don't think anyone really knows what those values are yet, but no. anyway, never will. It's only one person, like one person comes right. and makes the play. Like that's when it matters. Right. So we obviously just see that, you know, the auctions were kind of all over the place. That, that was kind of the weird thing is that like these two, um, they're not ordered properly. Uh, for whatever reason, the order is broken on server data. Is the order broken or did they yeah, just not release them? Oh, I guess the auction time ended is broken on all of them. Oh, okay. I think it's because it's when it settled and they all settled at different times. Yeah, and there were that's... so many of them that it's just is all broken apart. Right. So if you go to the lead, like even the early ones were in like that 0.9 range. And, and this is kind of what you expect anyway, that like as more cards come out, the prices go down. But it's kind of astonishing like where they went like 95 of a thousand is 0.86 or uh yeah 0.86 but then you know by the end we're literally half that and i just obviously we're totally biased since we bought in this 0.05 ish range but yeah we bought i bought lower 20 percent on one and then probably lower 35 percent on two but it goes back to your point earlier where i just said i'm gonna buy it i didn't really care so i just paid whatever that, that auction was yep. So I didn't care about the five dollars it was if I waited for the next one. Right, right. But I don't know. I I think he should be as popular as the others. Obviously, he's not as popular because we just haven't had as many cards come out yet. So I just you know as they come out as they release more, my expectation is that uh, he becomes much more. Um, yeah, much I more popular in these I, mean, low, I have the lowest on the market right now. It's point oh seven five. And nobody has undercut me. Hmm. Nobody's undercut me. And I've posted it two hours ago. So like, I don't, and I don't think I'll go lower. I think, I think he should go 0.085 um, is what I think his price point should be. And there's only looking at, there's only four below that price point right now. Um, so I think it goes up, like, especially like you said, like he's probably, if he's probably going to put up a good score this weekend. And there's a really good chance that ends up being like a card you need for the, the contest and if that happens like he probably goes up right i think you're starting to pump a little bit no i mean i, I already did i said i i apologize i if it was a card that was of a legitimate high value i would not pump it so i want to talk about underdog for a little bit only because we talk about the specialist so much uh, what did you do where are we here what did you do to find these five clowns that you played in underdog? I, I don't remember. I, I searched for you. Oh, I searched U15 with a score of 1 to 40 so that I eliminated all DNPs. Then I searched for an L5 of 1 to 
um, 100 because I wanted to make sure people played in the last five games. I set like the filter at like 60% over the last five so that I made sure I got people that were playing recently. And then I looked through the list. There wasn't tons of options in, in any of the categories. I think that like some of the forwards and mids maybe had like 100, 120 people, but that was that was about it. Um, but I looked at matchups. I looked about some of the the different options. I thought there was actually, so I had Envogo here, but then my other Envogo sold. Luckily, I the only reason I realized it too is because you asked me if my limited Envogo sold. And then I'm like, oh shit, I was using them this week. I have to pull them down. And the one sold, I pulled the other one down. But so I had already bought the Kaiser to use. So I just used them anyways. Um, but yeah, so there was like 14 goalies. So you only had a couple options. And the clear best goalies, in my opinion, were Howen and the Kaiser. Um, they both were big favorites until Mbogo became a starter. Then I think he was the clear best option um, there. And then there was not tons of defenders that were good options. Um, we saw some people that were out there. So like I saw Guillemone late, but I already had people and I didn't really care enough to go fix it. Um, mm -hmm. I saw Nizgoda. He was the person I was considering it forward before I ended up on Haji because that's who you talked about. I tried to buy Davy Klassen, but I he was like 10x the price of these other guys. So he really I was. I was like, whatever. I'm like, if it burns me not having him, so be it. Um, but yeah, so there were some people I looked at to see if they made sense and like I could make it work. And those were sort of like what I came up with, but that's how I went through and researched it. What did you end up with your final lineup for? Um, let me pull that up um, because I, so I kind of, I showed you what I was going to play and I ended up making a total switch last night or yesterday really. Um, so Chris just talked about uh, Marciano or being the top goalie. I don't think he was the top goalie. I think he, he was one of the better options, but also he's not like a long-term starter. So I'd rather, if I'm paying the price, I'd rather just get someone who's a permanent starter also, because then I'm not going to lose the value on him instead of uh, him who has like six games left. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the best, clear best option was Invogo. They're huge favorites this weekend. We, um, so Chris Quirk brought up Junior Alonzo. You and I were both talking about him. He, did he get an assist or a goal? Whatever he did, he got on the score sheet uh, in the midweek. And Flat we after I, I told I told Laird, there, I'm like, there's no way dude's playing. Like, yeah, no literally no way he's playing. And then and he plays all the of a sudden he gets a decision. But I said, I, told, I also told Laird, I said, I'm like, there's no way you can be comfortable playing him because him rotating, If you know, even if he, like, there was two options, right? He didn't play in the midweek, which meant that you're not going to play him on the weekend. Or he played in the midweek and then you're expecting him to get rotated during the, the weekend. So I was like, there's no way you're comfortable playing him anyways. Yeah, no, I definitely, I ended up not playing him. Um, looking at all the people here, this is from the uh, Impact players on the Game Week Center from Sora Data. I see uh, Kei Ishikawa is still very popular from last week despite getting benched. So that could be 71 lineups that are already gone. But uh, so in addition to doing kind of the same filters that you did, like I went to the live offers and, you know, set up the filters for everyone that I wanted to get or to see who like who qualified. And then I went kind of a different step where I was like, who are the big favorites this weekend? Like, are there any teams that are huge favorites that happen to have a guy who's starting, who just hasn't played well, or maybe he's like subbing in. And so I ended up uh, going with like a slight Monaco stack, which sounds funny since this is like not supposed to be a stacking contest, but 
I went out and bought Fofana and Golovin. I don't know if it's Golovin or Golovin. I always, uh, yeah, I think I go back and forth. But anyway, so I, I played the two of them. Monaco is a big favorite this weekend. Um, Haji Wright is like, as you. <laughs> I wish you didn't play him because if you didn't play him, it would mean he would score for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, him. so right. You, you were like, you know, who are the forward? Cause the forwards were ugly. Like yeah, there the were just not that many guys. And I was like, I found this guy, Haji, right. And you were like, he's starting, he's for a favorite. I'm buying it. Like that was it. There was no yeah. additional. I didn't want to put too much thought into this. Like I, yeah. I wanted to just get something that made sense without spending like hours looking at XG, XA, all the nonsense. Like I was just like, I don't look at that stuff anyway. So I was like, Ugh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So, and then we, we were talking about how, uh, how is an option. And then, uh, Petrov, I bought with for, I bought Petrov for $5 and 50 cents, uh, earlier this week because he's been playing really well lately. And Josh fourth said he was going to start. And I was like, that's good enough for me. If Josh says something, then I'm, I'm cool with, uh, with that guy starting. So this is what I ended up with. And I basically just need Monaco to smash and, the benefit of this lineup is that Haji Wright plays uh-huh. Monday. So I got, you know, I'm not. Yeah, that, I, so I'll be honest. If you just told me he played Monday, that would have sold me immediately. Cause then I would, <laughs> I would be like, oh, well, he can't piss me off till Monday. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was uh, trying to go for. Yeah. Um, that, that would have sold. I always, I would much rather my guys play on Monday than my guys play any other day. The yeah. longer it is into the weekend, because it, if my lineup doesn't matter by then, I just don't care. So it's great. And then if my life does matter, I get to sit there and sort of sweat out whatever's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like perfectly content with that. And, uh, you know, there were a bunch of guys. So I kept going back and forth in terms of buying players for non for, for underdog and Nonzo was like, I can't bring myself to buy guys for underdog. Like I was willing to do it for limited. I was not willing to do it for rare. And I scroll down here, like my rare lineup is absolute garbage, but it's the guys that I had like obviously the players are not supposed to be that good but that's not that bad that's I don't even want to talk about it because there's just like it's it, it is what it is the the rewards were so bad that I was just like I'm just throwing this in but anyway what so uh, I think that that's not that actually we we uh I actually played Nies Gota there I played I played Jack Wilshire there <laughs> Jack Wilshire he even play for now uh, I think he's in the Danish league for something oh that's right he's in Denmark I yeah. forget the team name I actually, yeah. we played, we both played Samby together. And then I played. Oh, yeah. Samby was a lock as soon as I saw that uh, Thomas was at party. Yeah. Out. But anyway. I, yeah. It's, I, I didn't care that much about it because it just, I, I think the way that I, I view that, and, and it goes for both, not the limited, limited costs like nothing. So, like, you could get decent limiteds in, you might as well. Um, but the rares, I'm not going to go out and pay for the rares unless I have a really good lineup. Like, hypothetically speaking, if I had like, Carlos Gill that was just he's like under 40 for whatever reason like I would be like all right I'm more interested in this now than I would be otherwise but if I don't have like that elite level player or two that is just really really good in there um I will just play whatever I have if if Carlos uh he'll gets to an L15 of under 40 I'm just quitting so rare I'm gonna be very <laughs> sad with that <laughs> I think I, I, think, I think the beginning of the season international break was at a really good time for him because he would get he was getting beat up and they had a lot of games condensed. Um, so I think them having that international break was was a good time for him. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so what I was going to say before, so the way that I went about buying some of these under forty limiteds, like I bought Tolkien, 
And then I was like, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to use Tolkien. And so I sold him. And like I was saying before, the liquidity on limiteds is high. And so like you can get out of these cards pretty quickly. And this isn't like some big secret, but like the earlier you buy them in the week, the more time you have for those cards to appreciate. Like the closer you get to a deadline, players who show up on all the filters for, you know, L40 of whatever, you know, under uh, L15 under 40 or 40 and under, excuse me, just become more popular. And so like, if you get these guys early in the week, meaning for the weekend game weeks, like you should, you could turn it around. There was a card I bought yesterday. I forget who it was, but the, the card was purchased earlier in the day. Like it was a one, it was like an hours long flip, but the person I bought it from made 70 cents. Like, I, I, I'm not like, it sounds like I'm like talking down to people who are like trying to flip cards, but like that almost didn't seem worth it to me. But I mean, it, it can add up though. Like if you sell, like, yeah. So for example, so like I paid, when I bought Tolkien, I paid 0. 0.0265 and I bought them Wednesday night. Uh, the lowest on the market right now is 0. 0.299. I literally just listed mine right now. Cause like, I'm, I'm with you. I think you just sell a lot of these cards. So, like who cares if they can't like Tolkien's not going to remain in the underdog. So like, I think you could sell him realistically. Yeah. Um, but so like I list him at 0. 0.029, which is by far the lowest on the market. It probably sells because like you said, the market's limited it means I make like eight bucks. I, I, I think you could definitely like, if you're trading the limited market, which is something again, we don't really talk about trading. Um, I think there's definitely a content opportunity for someone um, to buy like, or to like do a trading show um, because none of, none of no content provider really does it right now. Like we don't do it. We don't talk about it. No one else really talks about it. I know Techers does some stuff with it, but not, not to that extent. But like you, if you sell, like if you buy 30 guys like this a day and you flip them for $10, not a bad day. Like you can make a good amount of money a yeah. day doing this stuff. Yeah, no, um, I don't disagree at all. I think the only issue content-wise is that it just turns into like a pumping show. Well, that's that's exactly the problem. Like, it, like, it's the idea of like, oh, here are all the deals that I made today. It's like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. And then on the other side, it's like, here's what I just bought and I'm trying to sell, then other people just, I don't know. I haven't figured out the, uh, that's no, not- No, I agree. Plan. I mean, part, part of me is I'm not, I'm not familiar- someone as Quinny just said someone does trading content so yeah like check that guy out uh Quinny says his name's flair i'm not familiar with him um i'm not i don't look for trading content so like that's not something right. I, I would go for because i don't i don't have time to just trade the market typically um yeah like you said like so all right so like i bought howen at like 0.0447 i can probably sell him out 0.04 so like i might lose like five bucks on howen after using him for the week that's not the end of the world that that's fine um, I think that's something like that's totally realistic. Um, yeah, I, the the way that I was looking at it, and it was more as the week went on that I thought of this because, like, I bought Haji right early. Um, I bought um, someone else. Howen also went up yesterday. Since like before the lock, Howen was at point oh five five. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. you there's like a decent i mean there's a decent chance that you can make more trading than you can actually entering underdog yeah if you're if, if you're willing to like put that work in so but agree. like i 
I think just the benefit of buying the guys early is, meaning it, like basically early as the game week opens, um, it just allows you more time to happen. Like I bought Brahim Diaz like early in the week. So I was like, oh, he's a forward that um, qualifies for underdog. And then like the more I looked into it, I was like, ah, his, he may not start. He has been starting, but like guys are coming back. I'm like, I'm out. So I bought it for 0.0222 and I sold for 0.0225. So yeah. that was probably my 70 cent profit, but I wanted out. And like and if Tolkien- you're purely, If you're just purely trading, I think you can make a decent amount of money by just purely going in and buying and selling players. Like if you are selling a hundred players and making a, you could sell a hundred players an hour and make $2 a piece. That is a fantastic hourly rate. Yeah, I don't think you're buying and selling that many players, though. I don't know. You could. De- there's a lot. The, the market's super fluctuating. Sure. I mean, I, I obviously I don't think you're going to sell 100 players an hour, but like if you sell 25 players an hour with an average profit of two dollars an hour, you're making a 50 dollar hourly. That's a pretty good hourly to be making. Yeah. That no, I totally agree. Totally agree. So the longer I was like working on underdog, my underdog limited strategy. The more I was like, I don't really want to buy guys that I am going to post for sale immediately. Like, that doesn't mean necessarily that I want to sell them again. But like, the reason I got Fofana and Golovin is because I thought like I could use these guys again. Like Monaco has like a decent stretch. I can play them in Champion Europe if I wanted to on a, when they're huge favorites. Like, there's also no guarantee that they're not going to be eligible next week. So there's that. And like, it was just more. I don't really want to buy a bunch of guys that I will never use again, which, and I have guys that I did from last week that are like that, that I just like can't get rid of because they're so worthless right now. So I think the the thing with it is that you, if a player's going to realistically speaking, the guys that you're buying, right, you're expecting them to put up 50 to 60 points. Mm -hmm. Probably if they're putting up 50 to 60 points, they're not going to be eligible for long. And if they're not eligible, then therefore they have no value. Right. You're never going to play them again. So, like, I think I personally, and I'm literally just listed all my cards that I bought this week, except for the goalies, because goalies, I think having goalies is okay. That's um, yeah, I agree with that. But the the players, I'm not as as interested in the players. So, like, I feel, feel like it's just even if you break even, like, so for example, like I list Tolkien and I break dead even. Cool. I'll just go buy that exact type of card again next week. Too. Exactly. I think it's just sort of a, you just move them and sell them. And then you bring in the next player that you think makes sense for that given week. And you just do it week in, week out. But yeah, I mean, this was a good, this was an interesting thing. Like most of these cards I bought have gone up like 20% uh, since I bought them. Uh, So I think that's a good, a good thing. So that's interesting to me from a, yeah, no, I really think there's a lot, especially for me personally. Like I, I, I know what I'm good at, right? I know what I'm skilled at i know i'm good at what i do uh for different things on so rare just in general like in life i'm pretty aware of what i'm good at and then what i'm not good at i'll give an example you'll find this funny so i played hockey when i was growing up my dad played hockey for like 20 years was pretty good apparently i have no idea i played hockey for um 10 minutes because i could not skate it hurt my ankles it's an important part of hockey so like everyone was like skating around. I can skate now, but like as like a, a six year old, I couldn't skate. Which by the way, any parent that wants their kid to play hockey, they're insane. The the times they have to play are ridiculous, and the price you have to pay for. I was gonna say this is, this is not a cheap so, sport. 
my parents should really thank me. But anyways, um, I was like five and like everyone's like skating around the ice doing whatever they do. And I'm like holding on to something being dragged around the ice and my ankles hurt. And I'm just like, I'm done. I, I walked off the, the field. So my, my mom used to say that like, oh, you don't like to do stuff. They're like, you quit stuff easily. I don't quit stuff easily. I just know what I'm not good at. And I quit that. So like, for example, if, I, if someone told me to go run a marathon right now, I'd go out, like run five steps, realize I need an oxygen tank and be like, all right, I'm done. Whereas, so like, I, I'm just going to not do things like that that I'm not good at unless I have fun doing them, which like, I don't have fun playing stuff where I'm in pain and I wasn't having fun. So anyway, so like, I know what I'm good at on somewhere. And that generally comes from like the thoughts behind what I'm doing with the lineup creation and who I'm buying and what reasons I'm buying them. I'm not a good trader um, because I just end up like holding a card and then just miss the window that I need to trade it in. Um, and so like trading has always been sort of difficult for me from a pure standpoint. And I also like if time is, is an issue for me. Like I don't have, um, I spend so much time on so rare as it is. I don't have like an additional five hours a day to sit there and just trade the market, which trade the market, you, yeah. you have to trade the market. Like if you're not trading the market as it goes, your cards could just, completely diminish while you hold them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So rewards are out and I just checked mine quickly since I only had one and the guy has an L15 of 39 and I was like, ooh, Perfect. like <laughs> it just totally changes how you think about everything when you have the opportunity to use a card like that now. Let's see what I got. I got two tier threes. So He's uh, not, yeah. not, He's not expecting him. too much here, Laird. I've got a, this guy was a tier three limit, U23 limited, who was losing U23 and has been a DNP the last two games. So nice. I got sure 0.02 ETH. That's always an enjoyable. Oh, I have that too. Yeah. Good job. I got Marco Tolich. So he's on Zagreb. So I'm a fan of that. Oh, there you go. Um, even if he's not playing right now, I'm a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, he should crush whenever he plays. Marco Tolich. Uh, his L40 is 35. Actually, he doesn't. He's played the last hmm. five games and he has an L5 of 34. Oh, that is impressive for um, that team. Maybe not. He oh he had an okay game the last game. He subbed on three of those games, though. It looks like he is a sort of it's, it looks like he's like a, a striker. Hmm. Tecker's but, joined me in the excitement of the L15 of under 40. Hey, I still like the team. I, I like that he's on Zagreb. Is that super was that the super that's a super rare? So I got a Zagreb super rare. He played like in the middle three of a defensive midfield. Like so would you trade that for a star limited? um he is selling his yeah maybe i probably his his super probably i couldn't get 0.154 like i don't think i could get, i'm not even sure if i get like 0.124 his his rare is like 0.04 so i don't yeah you probably take a star limited over that like i could do it but you might hey, take it's your one limited hey he's 24 and on the grab like that's yeah not nothing it's reasonable to me if he starts playing i got tier one Oh, I got a tier. All right, that's not bad. I got Sakagawa. That's not bad at all. I forgot I got a tier one in Asia. That's that's not bad at all. That is pretty good. And then I got Jonathan David Common. So ooh, stack there. I got an HVC Common. Nice. Well, that's big much better. Much better. Big time. I actually. How about so another funny thing? I am almost out of forwards for like I have to play common forwards in training lines because I have so many cards right now, um, and I have a lot more mids and defenders, obviously. Uh, I have my training lineups run out when I get to forward, like forwards are the reason I don't have more. Yeah. Lineups. Yeah. It used to be goalies by like a lot. Now it's, now it's goalies, but forwards. like I literally, I, to be fair, I probably could go and restructure some of my laps where I have like a two forward set, um, in training, but like, a, right. I'm not going to do that. 
Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to say on this stuff before we jump into our gallery review? No, I just, just, you're the one that's slowing stuff down this week. Like you, you didn't move us. Yeah. You didn't move us to the gallery review earlier. Was I supposed, I guess. Oh, we I, mean, I don't care. It doesn't right. matter to me. I have nothing going on until later today. So yeah, sorry. You just made the show um, really long, which is, I no, don't no, no. I thought, I thought this, this discussion was worth having. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm way too excited about underdog and specialist. And amazingly, has nothing to do with the fact that everybody has to use Sorare data to find all these guys. So perfect. Zagreb, if Zagreb's only challenger team playing in game week two sixty three, which I definitely knew about while doing my research for my limited cards, I like my Zagreb stack in week two sixty three. Uh, yeah. So week, oh, that's that's something. That's another interesting thing. I don't think there's a U twenty three goalie this week. Yeah, I don't think so either. There's no goalie this week. There's, as of now, unless someone starts that is unexpected. But as of now, there's no U23 goalie going into uh, to the midweek. And there are U23 contests. Oh, there. I was going to say, are there? Because if they can't there actually are. make lineups. Well, there, there's goalies that play. Like, I have no idea how Sober does it. But, like, U23 oh. rare is giving out 25 cards with no goalie. Well, actually, which, to be fair, I have no issues with. Like, there's no goalie, so everyone's on an even playing field with it. So I have no problem with it. Effectively, you're running a no goalie contest, which is more than fine. In my yeah, opinion. which actually sounds more fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot better. Like I don't have yeah. to deal with it. Right. Uh, yeah the the challenger uh, prize pool was absurd this this past game week. Um, I didn't even look to be honest. I don't even know what the prize pools were for this past week. Well, they were like absurdly high. Like I'm pretty sure that the last uh, winning spot was like 160 points. And Pap actually for the midweek challenger oh, midweek. Yeah. Pap mentioned it to me early, like basically as soon as the contest opened, he's like, they're going to be four card lineups that win rewards because challenger's so bad. And I was saying this, I said that to somebody else and I was like, the, we're all like, Oh, that's great. Like all these challenger rewards. And then when we get to August and there are 5,000 challenger rare entries and 17 rewards because they give them out all now. I don't think they're, I, they yeah. definitely are way more conservative. I don't think you'll run into an issue with that, but you're not going to get, I, I, I'm all for it. Like, I would much rather see, in my opinion, the big weeks need to just be stable. They need to be stable and make sense. And the, the lighter weeks need to have a little bit of meat to them, but not something that hurts the big weeks. Right. So like, for example, uh, America last week. I don't understand why America was so small, but America Rare Pro last week gave out six cards or five cards. There was like 10 licensed teams. Why are you only giving out six cards? Like give out like 10, 10 right? Yeah. Like 10, like I put up, like I'll, I'll tell you, I put up, uh, and, and this is like, I wouldn't have won a card if you gave out 10 anyways. Um, but let me see what I put up. Like I, I put up a, a reasonable number. So like last week I finished 16th in America Rare Pro, and I put up 340 points with 10, 10 license teams. And I was 60 points away from a card. Wow. You need to put up 400 in a 400. 10 team. Yeah, so it, it, you had to put up 400 points to get a, a card, and only they only paid top five. So, like, are you really hurting a weekend if you give out – if you give out, let's say, in Rare Pro, they gave out five prizes in the midweek. Are you really hurting the weekend if you give out eight? No, you're not really hurting, and you give a little bit more bulk to the midweeks. So like, I would really like to see the midweeks be a little bit uh, better than what they they are. Um, yeah, I think we're just waiting for the MLS cards. Techers makes a good content comment. I think they're, I think Asia and America, they just um, actually, I wanted to see if Asia got bulked up this upcoming week uh, because I think they just have issues with 
with counting teams and counting lineups. I guess I can't see it till the weekend. I want to see the weekend. I want to see if the weekend. I want to see if the weekends after their like sort of calendar go up because the issue that was told to us was that a lot of the issues they had from were from over rewarding American Asia for like a month last year. And they did. They like, I mean, I'm talking like they gave out like 45 rewards in America D2 last year. Um, So like they were like steroids giving out cards. Um, I want to see if when we get new season cards, which we just got in Asia, we actually see an increase in things because I'm hopeful that that happens. Well, there's, there was 120 this past, um, was that the weekend? It was 120, 120. for the Yeah, now it's not changing for, I think, when was the calendar through? The calendar was through this upcoming weekend? Uh, no, they didn't it do through 262? Yeah, which is this upcoming weekend, right? No, this is 260, isn't it? Yeah, this weekend's 260. I said at, through next weekend, which is 260. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so through next weekend, they've uh, they have come through with, the, the calendar, which, I mean, I think they just don't want to change the calendar because why would they change it to be, oh, they did it through 263, I guess. Um, so I want to see what happens in 264 because in my opinion, yeah. That's Asia and America should go up quite a bit uh, for those reasons. Asia, certainly. We haven't seen the new MLS cards yet, so. And I will say, I will say, so like in terms of rewards, and I think Techers who's commenting will agree, I don't have as much of an issue with rewards as what I did previously, except for America, Asia, and, and Division Two. Those are what's broken. But the thing is that I at least will appreciate they've been consistent and things are logical. So, for example, this up this weekend that's running right now, there are 120 cards in Asia Rare, and there are 22 cards in Asia Rare Pro. Next weekend, I believe the K league doesn't play. Yep. What would you expect happens? Ha- well, it's not quite half because they don't, they don't have as many as J league. It actually literally is half. Oh, but that, that at least like makes sense to me. Like it should, you're right. It should be like, should be like 66% or something right. because I think Japan is like 60, 65% of the teams or whatever. Um, I guess 60% less, maybe slightly less, but so anyways, like I, it logically makes sense to me that like, Okay, there's less teams, there are less rewards. Yeah. There are more teams, there are more rewards. When there are the same amount of teams, there are the same amount of rewards. I can at least wrap my head around that and be like, okay, hey, this makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I think that's right. Um, let's get to this gallery review. Um, apologies for not doing one last week. This is the one we're going to do. We actually saw a bit of a change from the gallery that uh, we were going to do. So we're going to talk about that as well. So this is uh, Sojiwa, who uh, we spoke with a little bit uh, prior to last week's show. And there were some moves that Sean and I were like, oh, this has to happen. This has to happen. And without actually talking to Sojiwa, he made some of these moves. So we're talking about uh, a very different gallery than what we've seen. Um, Sora data value it puts it at about four and a half ETH, just under. And... There are six limited cards, 14 rares, and four super rares. And uh, the indication we got is that there's going to be no additional investment into this into this um, gallery. Like, he doesn't want to put more ETH in, so he's going to work with what he has. 
And what Sean and I wanted to do was basically like review where he is now and figure out how it's going to generate any sort of ability to improve and where we would improve here. So the, the basic or the immediate thought that we had was like, this gallery is just not deep enough. And we've talked like previously that like buying depth just sucks because it's like you're buying players that like you're not necessarily playing every week or possibly not buying, not playing at all um, because hopefully your better players are playing. But it was kind of interesting to see where the, where the strategy is here. It's like, if you have four ETH and obviously rare and some super rares, like you don't see super rares much in a four ETH gallery because good generally one. people like At to spread it out. One really good one. Yes, one of them was really good, which I was particularly bitter about because I, it was a card I was trying to get and he beat me to it. So, um, Sean, based on like what we know of this gallery, like is this where you think you would have pushed somebody to go in terms of like a strategy? I think it's logical. I think it makes sense. I think the first thing that we're gonna talk about, and it's kind of why we did it, we picked this gallery because he said he didn't want to invest more ETH. So from that perspective, like I think we talk about it in the um, in the viewpoint that there's a clear thing that he needs to keep in mind when he's building lineups that I think Laird will agree with when we talk about it. So um, he has not tons of depth. He has some decent cards, but he doesn't have like a lot of cards and he does have enough to build three lineups. What he yeah. cannot do is he should not going forward sacrifice one of his lineups to make three if it makes more sense for him to make two lineups he should make two lineups and sort of abandon that third lineup and that's yep. the key with this type of gallery so like he has a legitimate d3 lineup he has enough for basically gas rare gas rare pro and asia rare yep and the idea behind it though is that if he needs to sort of sacrifice on a given week. I think he should not sacrifice his rare pro or his rare lineup, and he should sacrifice his Asia lineup uh, given. But so like that's something that someone doesn't necessarily always think about. So like this week, for example, he made three lineups. I haven't even looked at him. Like I don't know what his three lineups are. Yeah. Um. So he has a rare lineup. That all makes sense. Those are all people that should play hypothetically, um, and are in the lineup. His rare pro lineup. Also, again, that's a really strong lineup mm -hmm. where he has some really good players. Like that lineup literally can get a top end reward there, which is great. Like this gallery is a four. There's a hypothetical chance where he pays off like half his gallery with that lineup this week. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to cut you. So people who are listening who are uh, seeing the screen here, the All Star Rare Pro lineup is uh, Kim Dong Hyung, uh, Masato Morshegi, Diego Chara, Super Rare. The other two are rares. Ki Sung Yang super rare and Kim Day Wan rare. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like <clears throat> I agree. Like it. Like we said, like you don't see super rares in this type of gallery, and the concentration to make like a very good all star rare pro lineup with this gap with this budget, I think is excellent. Like I think it was really well done. And just to go back quickly, the all star rares, uh, Steve Clark. Marcelo Silva, Shuto Yama, Yamamoto, Lucas Bigley, and Matus, which again, like, that's an easy threshold every week, it, you know, as long as everybody plays. Yeah. Exactly. And can compete in cards certainly in the summer. Like, you'll see basically everything is Champion Asia or Champion America or Asian America, we call it now. Um, 
So it's like set up well for the summer. And then the, yeah, the, the champion Asia lineup is good, but I agree with what you said that whatever, you know, if it gets to a point where you're like, should I kill my champion Asia lineup so that I can make my all-star rare or rare pro lineups better? The answer is absolutely yes. Yes. hundred percent. And that's like, that's why we wanted to talk about this gallery. The other, the other thing he actually rectified what we were going to talk about. So, um, a lot of people, and I've noticed this about people that have smaller galleries, like the one, two, three, four ETH galleries, they buy guys as like fill-ins. Mm-hmm. You should never buy a fill-in with a gallery at this price point because it just puts you back from buying cards that are actually beneficial. So what he did is he had bought a Clement Diop who was like, his ceiling was like, he's going to get like four or five starts. Yep. The problem is he paid like 0.2 ETH for getting a guy that was like capped at like sort of four or five starts. And that really is detrimental because for example, like he's much better waiting. He's much better off waiting, let's say a month to sort of maybe generate a card, generate some ETH from the threshold in order to get, um, to get like a 0.4 ETH starting goalie that will go a lot further for him than a card like Diop that's only going to get him a couple games. Um, and then what happened is once he had Diop, Diop got injured and his value probably plummeted at least 50%. And he didn't even get those games, which that part's unlucky, obviously. But that's another thing I wanted to touch on at least was that um, if you have a smaller gallery, it's even more imperative that you don't take risks yeah. and that you don't sort of get a guy that's like a fill-in for one week. Like, for example, I, I we... More Shiggy was like his most recent signing, right? Great yep. signing. Even if that was a fill-in, like let's say he needed a fill-in for this week. He gets a guy that can come in and play every single week going forward for him that's a really good score that is really underpriced from what he should be due to his age. So like that type of card, awesome buy. Like I always recommend if you're going to buy a player as like a fill-in, make sure it's a guy that long-term you view as a usable piece for you or it's probably not worth going to buy. Yeah, that was he got it yesterday for 0.11. Yeah, so like you got a 0.1, like this whole lineup that he has here in All Star Rare Pro, probably when he bought the cards, cost him one and a half ETH, I would reckon. And it literally can win. Like it literally could, like if you told me this lineup got a, a tier zero this week, I would be like, yeah, okay, I can see it. Like for and that, if he gets a tier zero, that's likely paying half, if not more of his entire gallery or of that entire lineup's value in one week. And like, if you, if he ran this lineup 40 times or 35 times over the course of the year, he is going to get, I would say somewhere between like five and 10 cards. Good. Yeah. Yeah. With that line, if he gets five and 10 cards with this line, that costs one and a half ETH, he is getting at least one and a half ETH out of value minimum, if not more. So I think it's a fantastic lineup. I think the construction makes sense. He also bar- bought a super rare defender, in Asia, which gives him a bit more flexibility in the event that he starts. Um, but it's he's been, yeah, part GC. We actually bought two of them. Yeah. Um, which again, so like, I don't love buying two of them. I just think that that uh, part two now form. represents like 15% of his gallery. Yeah. And he's not even in a lineup this weekend. Um, so I don't love the use of that twice just because it's a bit risky. But if you click on him, like you see, he has some really strong games. He has the ability to be a really strong card going forward. And if he becomes a player, boom, all of a sudden, Sojiwa has three possible super rares to choose from every given week. 
um, that he can run out there. So, like, yeah, you see, like, he scored in the last game. He has some previous other solid games when he starts. It just – it's a bit risky to tie up in one card, like, that much investment with what you have. Like I, – I, I think the other issue is – and, you know, we – we didn't talk to him about that. So I don't know if they're, if he thinks it's like a good flipping opportunity or whatever, but. Which I think, I assume he does. Like we, we sure. sort of, we had been planning on doing this one last week, which meant we looked at it um, before that. And I know Laird had even looked at it from like the week before when he messaged us, he does a lot of moving, which is good. Yeah. Like that means he's like on top of stuff and doing a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. But he, he moves his cards in and out quite frequently. Yeah. The, the issue with having both of these super rares is He's not that close to a another rare pro lineup. Like if you have two super rares, you can play that in a rare pro lineup, but you can't do it if it's the same player. Well, so now you're like, do not. I? But now it's like, is he going to play Park Jisoo and Chara, and then Park Jisoo and um, and Key? Like probably. Chara and Key together are probably the best combo. And now you're splitting them just because you have these extra super. Well, I think the issue is more so Key is the clear best of the group. Yeah. And if you are playing this guy, you have to play Chara because you cannot play Key because then Chara is not usable because you don't have an American version. Right. So, yeah. So, like, you're effectively taking out your best version. That said, I, I don't think that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to use this card as one of them to be a flip. And yeah. And flip then buy something else. I'll also say, let me see if I can, oh yeah, here it is. Um, so we talked about, uh, actually, I don't know if I talked to you about this or not, but the price differences between the new season cards and the old, the gaps are huge. Like this is the card that he bought, the Morishegi, 0.11 on the same day that the new auctions went for 0.158 and 0.16. That's stupid. And like, I understand there's an XP difference, but... Like I, the last year's Asia cards just come at a discount that just seems way too high for 5% XP. I mean, you and I have talked about the XP before. I don't want to get into a rant because then we'll be on here till noon. Um, people that pay for the new version of a card for 50% more than the last version of a card. I mean, really stupid to me. But like it, it admittedly like is a bit counter to what, we say because we're just like you got to train you got to get your like the xp up and you're getting five percent extra on these new cards but that price difference i forget what card i, I bought recently but like he could know. literally go buy another card that another player for 0.05 eth that's like worthwhile or like he does that twice i i the I put it this way: What Sojiwa did, I would much rather do what Sojiwa did than what the people that just bought the new versions of this card did. Because yeah. I don't get it. I, to me, paying more for a worse card does not make sense. And I know I understand what people are talking about with the five percent XP bonus and the fact that if you do have the five percent, you can turn it into like eleven or twelve by the end of the season. I don't care. My goal is to get my card to max XP to ten percent as quickly as possible. So the next it's not as much about this season as it is about the following season than every season beyond that. But how much does, how much does his more shaggy have in, in value? How much XP does it have? Um, 1.03. So he's giving up 0.02 in value, but his is 0.03 value. His is 3% value long-term. He has 3% already built in, which is probably a month or two worth of training that the other card won't have. So like by the time next year hits, 
So GWAS card is likely going to be at like eight to nine percent. That card is going to be at five to six percent. Right. So yes, it is for this season. That card is better, but it's literally like six months, and it gets even worse later in the season. You get like once you hit like the late season ones. I don't think so, we'll see as much of a uh, a change, but still, I don't know. I I'm starting to get a lot of players to like ten percent. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that with my gallery. Like I've I've had at the beginning, obviously, because I've I've been on the platform now a year. Um, over a year, like a year and a month. And let me see how many cards I have. I had it because obviously you, it takes a while to get cards there. So let's see if I have cards, uh, level 14 and above, I now have, um, like a hundred to 150 cards, even more. Oh, I have, I have like 200 cards that are level 14 and above compared to like, I used to have like four. Yeah. So every single one of these cards is better than a new season card. Every single one of them. And it's because like I have put in time to train them. Like my, I guess the, that's like looking through these cards. Like I have a um, Andre Blake that's two years old that I have an 8% bonus on. Like you're going to catch my 8% bonus for maybe like a month at the end of the season and that's it. So like your new season card is better than my under Blake for like one month of the year. And that's it. Yeah. Um, going back to this Sojiwa gallery. So if uh, Park Jisoo like becomes a starter and those two super rares become valuable in terms of lineup using, obviously you split Chara and Key, but like you just put in Park in each of those lineups. Do you think it's more reasonable to play with this gallery, champion, Asia, rare, pro, than rare? I mean, I definitely want key in my rare pro line. Realistically, I mean, Chara will have good matchups. Like, this matchup's really good, actually, this weekend. No, no, but, but I just mean, like, it, if you're going to have three lineups, one of which is all-star rare, presumably for a threshold, oh, because it makes I might sense give up, for there to be two rare pro lineups. I might give up Asia rare. I, I, You'd I, have to, yeah. Yeah, you give up Asia rare and you play Asia rare pro, if it makes sense. Um Yes, that's what you do. Or maybe he, ha- he, I'm sure he has a common goalie on one of these. So if he has the depth, you probably play Asia Rare Pro and then you play like Asia Rare with a common goalie. With so common. August. I don't know if there's enough. His, his next, I mean, so like I said, like we've talked about, so he's not planning on investing more. His obvious path to, he's really shallow at forward. Yeah. His forward, he won forward forward, goal one forward goes down. It's, 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 not good for him. He loses the lineup. So I, clearly, in my opinion, his progression going forward is he wants to sell one of the defender super rares. That, I think, is what his play will be. Um, I think he definitely needs to get a forward to back up these guys. And then, like, he's going to be his next progression step as he gets there, which the nice thing is he has a bit of time to get there. Um, he actually needs a mid, too. Uh, as soon as Bigley the season's over, he's, he's really shallow at mid as well. Yeah. Um, so his next progression is depth. We've talked about it. Like you don't like adding depth. The good news is he's adding depth in cheaper regions. So like him, him adding a midfielder could cost him like 0.1 ETH. Yeah. Um, him buying a defender could cost a 0.08 ETH. Um, so like he's going to have to start adding depth. That's like his next step realistically. Uh, but he has a lot riding on on him on Park Wu being a legitimate part because he also has a rare if you if you saw that yeah too. so like he yeah, has them and it's just a really risky situation where if he's not a card that you can sell 
you're just sort of stuck on it. And it's just a major part of your gallery balance uh, being on him. So I, I think that he's got some depth to add, but right now he's fine. And realistically speaking, if he has to sacrifice his Asian lineup for all-star rare, all-star rare pro, that's okay. And I think he's in a spot where he can do that for the time being and yeah. then add depth as he goes over the course of the summer with what he generates. Cause he has good enough cards. He's going to generate ETH. He's going to generate rewards. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's set up really well. And uh, at least for the summer, it'll be interesting if he has any plans to just tank it all when August comes around to get into Europe or not. So um, did he do that? Was that like, did he used to have Europe cards? Like, was that his plan previously? Uh, I didn't go back far enough. So I didn't, I didn't even yeah, like I'm not sure if that if that's what he plans to do, but that's definitely a possibility. But I think he has a he got plenty he, of time. He has plenty of time, and like his his base and what he did as a base makes sense to me to some extent. There yeah. are a couple things I would have done slightly different, but like the thought process to me made sense for for it. So I think he's he's on a good path, um, and I think that he's now in the depth accumulation stage. But he's in a spot where he can do that slowly, and he can do that as he generates rewards. Like all of a sudden he went like you could win like so like last week I won the tier one that I forgot about Sekigawa. He wins Sekigawa. He sells that for 0.28 ETH. And all of a sudden he brings in another a midfielder at 0.1 and defender at 0.1. Yeah. Boom. couple depth pieces added in and he put a little bit of ETH in the bank for that forward that he needs. Cause I think he'll definitely need a forward at some point, but he's got a little bit of time to make that happen. Yep. Yep. Totally. All right, cool. Um, I think that's all that we have for that. So Jiba, thank you very much for, uh, submitting your lineup for review. Um, so Jiba's got an excellent uh, Twitter account as well and a YouTube channel, though. He hasn't updated the YouTube. I gave him crap for that. But uh, definitely go follow him. I think it's just at Sojiwa. Um, if anybody else would like their galleries reviewed, feel free to contact me or Sean, either in Discord or Twitter. Uh, we have a list going that we say we will randomly pick from, even though we specifically pick certain ones because we don't want to talk about the same strategies every week. But we don't even uh, say it's randomly picked. We just there's nothing random about it. We very specifically pick what we want to talk about. We don't but, we don't pick it based on like we pick it on what sort of makes sense from a talking standpoint that week. Yep. Um, so, but right. like, yeah, we do have like I think we're at like thirty to forty people. So with us only doing one a week, some they're not going to all get done, and they're not going to get done very quickly. But um, they're good to do. The more we have, the more options we have from. We actually did, we, Larry and I were talking about, we have gotten a couple more bigger galleries um, recently than we previously had, which we've been talking more so um, a smaller galleries, like five to 10 to 20 ETH type galleries. And we have gotten some people that sent in like 50 to 100 ETH galleries recently, which um, I would think that might be one of our next videos because that would give us a little bit more to talk about um, that's different than what we've been talking about. Right, yeah. So like we have a number of galleries are, are similar. And so we're hoping that if we talk about one that's similar to the one that you may have submitted, that the strategies that we talked about for that gallery are applicable to yours. So yeah. And then when we get maybe in six months, we do yours because we haven't done that one in a while and it's, right. it's fresher. Type exactly. Exactly. So again, yeah, please contact uh, me or Sean uh, so that we can get you guys on the list. Mm. Uh, thank you to everyone who has joined us in the chat. It was uh, quite active today. So thank you guys for uh, participating. If you guys wouldn't mind liking the video, it's always appreciated. Um, also, feel definitely remember to subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the audio version, hopefully all of the visuals were uh, deep, you know, explained enough that you guys followed along. Um, if not, you can just listen to the audio version and watch the video. There's nothing prohibiting you from doing that. So definitely 
uh, take advantage of those opportunities. Sean and I will be back. No, Sean will not be back next week. Nope. I will be back next week with well, someone else. I could be back next week if you moved it up to Thursday, which you haven't oh. decided. Sean may or may not be back next week. We may be back on a different day. I'll be back uh, with Andy as well for the Sober Andrews podcast. So um, you'll see me there. But uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. And good luck this game week.